0: New York's talk station with the King of New York. Curtis Lewa 77 W A B C. Let's go brand. I keep the strong, I got me can. Hey, hey, let's go. This song dedicated to uh, Brandon. Go Brandon, right? A.K.A. Joe Biden. is number one in the clubs. Who would have thought most of the kids and young adults and older folks who go to the clubs, obviously are Democrats, many of them liberals, progressives, they want no part of Donald Trump. But even they're beginning to turn on Joe Biden. This is the number one hit in the clubs across America. The average age of a club goer is about 24 years old to 40. And you see, they start listening to the music, but then it's the beat that seeps in. And they leave their tables and they walk to the dance floor. And all of a sudden, even people who support Joe Biden get to the center of the floor And they start going, go Brandon, go Brandon. Wow. Maybe this is the way to bridge the divide to bring Trumpers together with Bidenites as we are 22 days away from the midterm elections. I don't quite understand what happened yesterday, though. Former President of the United States Donald Trump decided to publicly endorse Lee Zeldin's run to become the next governor of the state of New York. He's running on the Republican conservative line against crime wave Kathy Holcomb, who has the Democratic and Working Family Party's line. I don't understand this. Lee Zeldin was making tremendous progress moving up in the polls, was uh, stripping himself of some of the typical Republican conservative positions, which would hurt you in this state which has a predominant number of Democrats registered, a tremendous difference between the number of Republicans registered, and, in fact, the number two group of registered voters in the state of New York who will determine who the next governor of the state of New York is are the unaffiliated and the independents. And they've been leaning towards Lee Zeldin in the recent polls because his big one-two punch has been the inflation and crime. Very effective. With Kathy Crime wave Holcomb, she's been hitting Lee Zeldin on the fact that he did not certify the election. And obviously the repeal of Roe v. Wade. And uh, the commercials have been coming out in a 5-to-1 ratio because of the incredible amount of money that Kathy Crime wave Holcomb has raised. And so the p- former president of the United States released this on his Trump post yesterday, I have watched and known Congressman Lee Zeldin for many years. He is a great and brilliant lawyer who was a must-see for others in Congress when they had a complex legal problem that was holding up legislation. Lee was strong on the border crime, our great military, and vets, like few others, and fought hard to protect our Second Amendment and succeeded. Lee Zeldin is a winner who got things done. He will be a great governor of New York, And has my complete and total endorsement, good luck, Lee, all in capital letters. I don't think this helps Lee Zeldin in the uh, final uh, 22 days of the race to November 8th. In fact, I think it just saddles him in the fact that it reminds the voters that he is the Trump candidate. Everything that Lee Zeldin was trying not to distance himself from, but not to bring it up during the course of the campaign. I think there can be one very, very helpful measure that Lee Zeldin and his lieutenant governor running mate Esposito can bring up on the law and order front because it is uh, it is a riveting issue for everyone, especially in the five boroughs when you uh, look at the crime that has been taking place, especially in the subways. now. Congressman Zeldin, if he becomes governor, has little control of what takes place in the schools, in the parks, in the streets when it comes to crime in the NYPD. But the governor of the state of New York controls the MTA, the money-taking agency, and two of its divisions are the city subways and the buses. In fact... The security is provided by the NYPD through the transit police. But still, all the shots are called in Albany, and the person who signs off on everything is the governor. When Cuomo was the governor, he was more intrinsically involved in the running of the subways and the buses. Oftentimes, he would pay uh, visits to the bus depots in the five boroughs, and especially to the track conditions which were falling apart, leading to many fires when he was still governor. We would see him downstate often. He was a downstate kid who was born and raised in Queens and had taken the E and the F train many, many times from Kew Gardens over the years. Whereas Kathy Crimewave Wave Holcomb is from upstate Erie County, where she hopes to do well and probably will do well. She's the hometown girl against Lee Zeldin. But this race will be determined in the five boroughs. And the number one concern of the five boroughs of late is subway crime. Eight people have been killed, a 15-year-old in Far Rockaway on Saturday. I had guardian angels uh, at the scene and out there yesterday, and gangs control that spur of the subway system from Mott Avenue, Far Rockaway, right to Broad Channel. It is gang-infested from the nearby projects, Redfern, Auburn, Edgemere. And they need to do stop and frisk. They're not doing that. So the origin of that killing, the eighth killing in the subway system, which is going to set a new record, we haven't had that exist since the 70s, 80s, and early 90s before Rudy Giuliani was elected mayor in 1992. Is you've got to have transit cops out there. They've got to be visible, and they have to do stop and frisk, especially against young adults who are committing most of the crime, especially teenagers. And they have to stop the fare evasion. You go all along the subway system from Mott Avenue, the last stop. And, Lou, uh, you know this well because the other length, to shuttle, goes to 116th and Beach uh, Street, Beach uh, 116th Street, is that there is is no security whatsoever. It's the Irish sweepstakes. People go under the turnstile, over the turnstile, through the emergency gates. If you do not control... The entrance uh, to the subway system, you lose control, as which is evidence. Now, Lee Zeldin is familiar. Remember, he grew up out in Suffolk County. He took the Long Island Railroad often into Penn Station or to the Barclays Center, Atlantic Avenue. He took to subways on many occasions. His running mate, Esposito, who was running against Delgado, who has been missing in action on this com- campaign as Hochul's uh, lieutenant governor candidate. Neither of those two are familiar with the city whereas Zeldin and Esposito are, and I would suggest to them highly because I did quite well in uh, independent and democratic enclaves against Eric Adams. Not as good as I could have. I obviously lost. But I made ground, especially in the Asian community, and one of the key, the, one of the key reasons was the crime issue. So I think if Lee Zeldin, in the final 21 days— Would to appeal to New York City voters and say, hey, the person who can control crime in the subways, look at these editorials. They're in every paper today. It doesn't matter. The Times, the Daily News, AM New York, The Post. Transit crime can kill New York City. The importance of subway safety in New York City. That is something that the governor has a direct impact on. And in fact, before the lockdown and pandemic of March of 2020, It was Andrew Cuomo, then the governor, who said he was going to assign 500 MTA cops. Those are the state cops. They generally guard MTA property. They'll they'll guard the yards of uh, Metro North. They'll guard the equipment of the Long Island Railroad. And they can be found at the last stop of uh, Jamaica Station, which is where the E goes in the J, and it's the link to the JFK uh, monorail that takes you out to the airport. But he was going to assign 500 of those MTA cops just to one task, one task alone, and that would be to monitor the turnstiles, to control who is coming in and obviously who is not paying the fare, of which increasingly it's more and more. They estimate that 20% of those who enter the subway system now do not swipe a card, do not pay a fare. It's worse on the city bus it's close to 35%. So you lose revenue and you let on all kinds of riffraff and people with criminal intent. And they're starting to commit Jesse James-style robberies on the moving subway cars, as was evidenced in Far Rockaway. You had a gang fight on the moving A-train cars. A 15-year-old got shot and killed. His father said he was a good kid. He wasn't. He was a gangbanger from the nearby projects. And the guy arrested an 18-year-old, said he didn't do it, and he was with a adversarial gang. By the way, there were no police officers present except in responding to the 911 call. So in my mind, this is a perfect application for Lee Zeldin, who has a former deputy inspector of the 70th Precinct in Flatbush for Tombstone, that's That's Esposito as his running mate. He should use her more and more, particularly to pound away in the five boroughs. Give me an example. Uh, Lou, our own Jennifer Grodd, right, celebrity booker for all the stations here. She lives on the Upper East Side. She was vacillating on Saturday night. Woman, they're not taking the subways. With her friend who had come back from Connecticut, they said, should we take the train or should we take the bus up to the Upper East Side where we live? So Jennifer Grodd decided she was going to take a risk. She went down in Grand Central down to the platform of the 4, 5, and 6. As she was about to swipe her card with her friend, she saw cops immediately running down the stairs and into the 4, 5, and 6 platform. They were dragging out a suspect. She estimated uh, dozens and dozens of cops from the NYPD. Unfortunately, she did not have her press pass. She could have been Lois Lane for us and got some more critical information. But they're not going to answer questions of somebody that they think is just a citizen. We could have had Frankie Diaz down there, also uh, Jimmy Olsen. But this is happening on a regular basis all throughout the subway system in places that never had it happen before. You had a guy who came up on a female at Grand Avenue at Queens Boulevard. Right off the RR station, a generally quiet station. And uh, he just beat the living daylights out of this this victim and then stole the backpack and ran upstairs and disappeared. He's still missing in action. I I can go through a whole panoply of violent crimes that were committed in the subway this weekend. Probably the most egregious you saw on 149th in the South Bronx on the 6th train, we actually saw the video. As this guy, clearly emotionally disturbed, was stalking different passengers waiting for the train. He made a few attempts. And then right before the 6th train came in, he pushed a victim into the tracks. Luckily, the motorman was able to put the brakes on. A good Samaritan jumped down in the tracks, helped him out. Or he would have been killed. Emotionally disturbed, guy was not wearing a mask. We have seen the video. And he ran upstairs and he fled. And this was right before 12 noon. It's happening on a regular basis. I think the route to victory, or at least to increase his margin of loss in the city of New York, for Lee Zeldin and Team Esposito, is to really pound away the city residents on this issue. We saw the uh, police commissioner, Sewell, just last week start out at 53rd and Lex. That's not far from our studio's. A uh, young man had been surrounded by six thugs, all dressed the same. They looked like cast characters out of The Warriors. They, they were wearing black hoodies, black masks, black garb, black sneakers. And they cut him up about six times. They stabbed him and they robbed him. So the police commissioner told her transit police commissioner, I want to take a ride on the subways. This was just last week. They invited only a few of the media outlets, Channel 7 Eyewitness News, AM New Yorker Newspaper, and WINS. She got off one station later. At that same Grand Central Station, there, Jennifer Grodd had decided she would take a chance and ride. And the police commissioner left. And the reason why she left after one station ride on the number six train is that everybody was coming up to her because they readily identified her from her TV appearances And they said, what are you doing about? Where are the transit police? Where are they? You never see them. The next governor is in charge, lock, stock and barrel of the subways and the buses. Boy, this is a golden opportunity for Lee Zeldin. And his running mate that you don't really hear too much from Esposito to say our priority will be to address the crime in the subway when I am elected governor. On November 8th, as soon as I am inaugurated on January 1st, I will fulfill that promise of then-Governor Cuomo to assign 500 MTA, state police officers, to stop fare evasion. Because if you can control who comes in and out of the turnstiles, you can return safety to the subway system. He knows New York. He is New York. Craig, that the others don't have. Curtis Lewa. Talk Radio 77, WABC. I'd like to be able to. Anyway. I'm. My mind's going blank now. What's happening? I can't remember. My mind's going blank now. What the hell's going on here? My mind's going Time edition here at WABC. Lou, this is another club classic now with 22 days to go before November 8th. Even Democrats are getting off of their seats, coming out to the dance floor, and dancing to this great song that conflates our president's forgetfulness all the time and a great underbed, a great musical beat. It happens every day. And by the way, you don't actually rarely see any Democratic candidates running for office in the midterm elections welcoming the arrival of the President of the United States to give him a boost. He might forget to show up. But I think many of us have forgotten, based on this headline in today's New York Post, about the potential of casinos, regular board game casinos coming to New York City. The legislature agreed that New York City is entitled to, as they expand gaming in the state of New York, we're not talking the casinos; We're talking full casino capacity. And Eric Adams uh, has said, hey, We might take either two or three, but ultimately the decision is by the governor of the state of New York because of home rule. We don't get to independently and autonomously make decisions, even though we are the largest city in the nation and the economic engine for America, for the state of New York. And before the lockdown and pandemic, I think you can make the argument for the world itself. So let's look at this uh, headline because it's meant to suggest that Kathy Hocum is uh, taking donations from the two gambling concerns who run the Racinos, who are putting a lot of money into the coffers uh, of our educational statewide budget. That's what gambling was meant to be since 1967 when we when we started Lotto. It was supposed to be all the proceeds after the bills are paid would go for the— uh, State of education throughout New York State from Buffalo to Boston and it has from Buffalo to Brooklyn and it has. We'll get back to the Lottos momentarily. So apparently, the uh, Racino and Aqueduct, which is run by the Malaysian firm Genting, has contributed to Kathy Hokel and the Ankers uh, Racetrack Casino that used to be owned by the Rooney family who owned uh, and operated the and still do the Steelers. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers in NFL, but they have given up uh, the ownership of the uh, casino in Yonkers. They've been given an edge in competing for the two all-gaming casinos that Kathy Hochul appears to have agreed to put downstate, one in New York City and obviously one in Yonkers. So... They were provided so much revenue to the educational budget from electronic games, especially the slots. And just to give you an idea, Resorts Resorts World Racino is tops in the nation in slot machine revenue. That's right. The place you've seen in Aqueduct or you've been to in Aqueduct, they're building a hotel there now, a convention center, because they're claiming that they could be uh, one-stop shopping for everything. It has eclipsed Mohegan Sun in Connecticut and Foxwoods in Connecticut in terms of revenue that they take in from the slots. Number one in the nation. They're owned by the Malaysians. And so out of that payout, now just to give you an example, Lou, uh, do the mathematics here. They made uh, $3.178 billion. $3.178 billion 3178000000 dollars And to you, the player, you, Lou, who had schlepped there, down across Bay Boulevard, the Bell Parkway, to the Racino, $3 billion payback. Payouts are the most important thing in a casino industry. A lot of times, men and women who bet, they want to know what's the general payout at a casino. The Racino at Aqueduct, owned by the Malaysians, has the top payout. They give $3 billion back to the bettors. That leaves $178 billion. Now, they have to pay expenses. Obviously, they need a little profit. But they end up giving $70 billion to our educational budget badly needed throughout the state of New York. 60% of their revenues at the casino in Aqueduct go to New York State. That's unprecedented. There's no casino in the nation that gives 60% of its revenue to the state that allows them to operate that. So actually, if Kathy uh, Hochul uh, is leaning in that direction, it's based on performance. And they're giving you the best ratio. But then again, there are others who are suggesting that they're entitled to be considered, and they are. Steve Ross, who has the Hudson Yards, it's a graveyard. Let's face it, there's nothing going on over there. You have uh, Jacob Javits Center. You have the last stop of the number number 7 train. And Steve Ross is trying to convince the governor and Eric Adams to move Madison Square Garden from where it is now. That includes Jimmy Dolan, the owner operator, move it into the Hudson Yards, and also build a casino there. Now, that would help revitalize that whole area of Midtown on the West Side because right now it's uh, it's the catacombs. Then you have Steve Cohen, owner of the New York Mets and Citi Field. And he knows there's a huge Asian community there in Whitestone, College Point, Bayside, and obviously Flushing, all the way out to Little Neck, Douglaston. who on an almost everyday basis you see the buses that transport to Chinese Americans and other Asians after they work a full day to casinos as far away as the Catskills, down to Atlantic City, uh, and out to uh, Connecticut, to Foxwoods. So he's saying, hey, let's build it right here. And all the people who live in this area will come here. That makes sense. Then we have our own John Katsimatidis, who has said, let's consider Coney Island as part of the revival. We've got a gorgeous beach here, a great boardwalk. Obviously, an opportunity to build a casino there with hotels and an ancillary uh, a service uh, items would make sense. And then you have Vito Fisella, the Staten Island Borough President, who just last week, on the 5 o'clock roundtable with John Katz and Lydia Serranoi, said that uh, uh, he thinks that the North Shore right next to uh, the Ferry Hawk Stadium uh, and the mall there, that's a morgue right now. It's like empty. They were going to have the Wonder Wheel there. That fell apart. But, boy, you put a casino there, would revive the whole North Shore. And that makes sense, too. And ultimately, a decision has to be made. I would just warn everybody. That when casinos are given licenses, no matter who the gaming agents are, it's fraught with corruption. You look back at 2010, I remember when they were talking about having a casino right at the Aqueduct Racetrack. Because remember, the, uh, the responsibility of the casino is to fund New York State racing. They have to give a certain amount of their take to the purses so that more horses will compete, more horse owners will send their horses up to Aqueduct or Belmont or Saratoga, and the purses will be bigger, and it keeps the horse racing industry alive. So in 2010, there was one concern that had a jump start on everyone else. They were called AEG, and they were corrupt. And they were bribing everybody they could to be the chosen one to build a racino. Thank God that imploded. But involved in that process was Eric Adams, state senator at that time. In fact, uh, he was in charge of gaming uh, in the state legislative process. But it wasn't just he and he alone. It was John Sampson, who was the state senator, who shared leadership at that time with the other Senate president, Malcolm Smith. Both of them ended up going away to jail for corruption, and rightfully so. And then you had former Congressman Floyd Flake who had his beak in the trough of AEG, and you had my husband-in-law, then Governor David Patterson, who himself was overseeing the process. Any and all of them could have gone to jail. The process was so corrupt. In fact, there was a particular sit-down involving my husband-in-law, then Governor David Patterson, John Sampson, the co-Senate leader, along with um, uh, Malcolm Smith and Eric Adams. And the... um, The Department of Investigation questioned all of them, and they said to uh, then Governor Patterson, who was at that sit-down where you ultimately made a decision to go with AEG? He said, well, it was Samson and Eric Adams. They asked Samson, who was at that dinner? They said, well, it was Patterson, it was me, and it was Eric Adams. When they asked Eric Adams, he says, I wasn't at that sit-down. I wasn't at that restaurant. He said, look, David Patterson is sight-challenged. He probably thought that it was Malcolm Smith or another elected official. And all of a sudden, they said, get rid of AEG. welcome Genting, the Malaysian casino firm. That's how that was determined, ladies and gentlemen. And remember how important gambling is to providing money for the public school educational system throughout the state of New York it is critical and if you just want to know the history and you should because these are critical decisions that are going to be made by the next governor and staff uh in the executive uh in the executive part of Albany who will determine who gets these all purpose casinos we're entitled to 3 Hoku apparently is looking at 1 At Aqueduct, which already has the Racino, one in Yonkers, which already has the Racino, and there hasn't been discussion of a third. But just remember how this all came about, 1967. Remember your chance of a lifetime to help education? That was the logo, was the lotto, the New York State lotto. And Remember, Yolanda Vega, she would pick the balls every night that would spit out the various uh, ping-pong balls, and she would read the numbers off, first at Channel 5 and then at Channel 11. And, I mean, there were so many eyeballs because people had the scratch off tickets, the video terminals. Joker Poker was controlled by the mob, but they were getting muscled out of all the stores. In fact, they had those video terminals in restaurants, bowling alleys, hardware stores for Quick Draw, which was drawn every four minutes. That's how successful Lotto was. And in fact, if you look at all the lotto tickets, the scratch-off tickets they offer you at a newsstand or a grocery store or bodega now, it gets you vertical. So remember, first and foremost, this is going to be an extremely important decision of an incoming governor and of the mayor of the city of New York, Eric Adams. But it has always been riffed with corruptive practices. And now that the stakes are even greater, with potentially three licenses at stake, all three could have all-purpose casinos within the five boroughs of the city of New York. Expect the whining, dining, and pocket lining to increase tenfold. Now, you know, when you think of gambling, you think uh, of Atlantic City. Some have said, gee, gambling in the hotels along the boardwalk at Atlantic City revived Atlantic City. Others will say it may have revived the ability of providing money. Uh, in Trenton for services that would then be uh, received by the many taxpayers because of the revenue of gambling. But if you walk through the streets of Atlantic City, there's been no revival at all. It's all on the boardwalk, and it's all in the casinos. And as you know, just from the story of former President Donald Trump, the casino business has gone up, down, up, down. It's leveled off right now. But it's imperative for the state of New Jersey, in fact, to keep talking about an all-purpose casino Right there in the Meadowlands complex, it would take money away from those going through the New Jersey Turnpike, down the Garden State Parkway, across the Atlantic City Expressway, and spending time at any one of those hotel casinos. Well, New Jersey, critical elections are underway November 8th, but unlike New York State, a bulk of the voting is done by mail. That's right. They're used to mail ballots. Uh, Oregon started this years ago. There were so many other states that have followed it. Uh, The majority of the votes uh, are by mail ballot now in New Jersey. They send to Democrats, Republicans, and unaffiliated. And like New York, the number one group of registered voters in New Jersey are Democrats. The number two group is the unaffiliated, the independents, and the number three group are the Republicans. So in order to win a statewide election in New Jersey... You must, as a Republican, win a majority of the unaffiliated and the independent votes. And so now they have 900,000 people who have received their mail-in ballots. They might have received it by today or tomorrow. And it's incumbent upon them to fill it out, totally seal it up, and either bring it back to the county registrar's office or mail it in before November 8th. Obviously, like in a lot of other states, if it's postmarked November 8th, It can be counted towards that candidate after the election. I'll be in Bergen County tonight. In fact, I will be uh, giving a campaign speech for Frank Pallotta, who's running for Congress in northern New Jersey. The full state GOP will be there in Emerson. And this is a critical election because New Jersey a number of those congressional seats can be swapped out. The red uh, tsunami may well have an impact on not just the congressional elections, but the state assembly, state senate elections, and even down to the various uh, county elections that will determine who becomes the next sheriffs. It's an elected position there. And who becomes uh, the next members of the county legislature. So I'll be there tonight. In Emerson, to get out to vote for the G o p in New Jersey, where everything is on the line, and yet most of the most of the voting will be done by paper. This is not because of of covid nineteen it 's not because of the lockdown and pandemic, although that spurred it it 's just that New Jersey was moving towards the paper ballots, and I think the reality is there are going to be a lot of other states who find that paper ballots is a lot more convenient. And in the long run, cheaper than keeping the polls open for early voting, as it is now in some states. And obviously the main battle day, which is on November 8th. No matter who you are, wherever you are, whatever your registration, Republican, Democrat, unaffiliated, independent, man, you got to get out and vote. So few people vote in off-year elections when it's not a presidential election, except midterm elections, it changes just scrape the barnacles off your backside. You got so many options to vote. Early voting. You can vote Vote by paper. You can vote on election day itself. Come on. Just get out and vote. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis And You can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Wow, Lou. New York sports teams yesterday, Sunday, were successful in the Trinity, the Troika, the trifecta of victories. Let me uh, see if I can uh, use my Curtis Sleewa-isms. Sliwa, For real, right? I could apply that to the Jets knocking off uh, Aaron Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Now that's back-to-back. The Packers lost to the Giants in uh, London last week, and they lost to the Jets this week. But four real for the Jets. And how about this? Five alive for the Giants as they stun the Ravens. Right? In life, stun the Ravens. Well, look, there's no doubt that football is the American pastime now. American smashing mouth football. Not that fake, phony, fraudulent football uh, they spell with a U. Kickball, kickball, soccer, World Cup. No, 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 not, not here. But let's face it, all eyes are on the Yankees. And I was looking at the um, uh, the uh, <laughs> sports page of the New York Post, back page, Lou, and what did it say? Look at it, Lou, I'm holding it up to you, right? Guardian Angel! Guardian Angel! Now, what were they referring to? Well, obviously, the Cleveland Indians. They'll always be the Cleveland Indians to me with Chief uh, Wahoo. They eliminated that. they so politically correct, they call themselves the Cleveland Guardians. Uh, but I guess the New York Post, which does it so well, conflated Guardian, Angel, and established uh, that a guy that the Yankees have invested so much in as their ace really has had a problem from time to time with his spin ratio because he wasn't able to use that greasy kid stuff like he was with the Houston Astros underneath the bill of his hat. Well, Cole came through with a passion, as Cole was the hero of last night's victory of the Yankees over Cleveland, which means tonight it's do or die game five. And as the um, Dodgers and the Braves just didn't cut it right, uh could well be Yanks and Astros if we can get by the Cleveland Indians. Remember, I will not call them the Cleveland Guardians. So you had Jericho. A lot of questions all season long. He had his good outings, his bad outings. $324 million contract, right? And he delivered seven innings, 110 pitches. He allowed just two runs while striking out eight. But a guy who doesn't earn anywhere near as much as Jared Cole, who knew Harrison Bader? Harrison Bader has suddenly become the Yankees' best power threat in the uh, AL playoffs. The center fielder crushed a two-run homer in the second inning, his third homer in four games to put the Yankees up 3-0, and they never look back. So it's do or die tonight. And again, with the Dodgers and the Braves finished, Major League Baseball could end up having the buzz of the Yankees and the Astros again. I will give credit to Aaron Boone, the manager who I never liked. And I've always said as long as Aaron Boone is the manager of the Yankees, because he always does the analytics, he will never, ever, ever get us in to the World Series. But he did sit down IKF, the shortstop, who was fumbling and stumbling out there. And it was a smart move. We'll see what happens tonight. But meantime, enough of the uh, Yankee theme song. The real heroes are not for real, the Jets, or five alive, the Giants, or the Yankees, who uh, now it's do or die tonight in Yankee Stadium, or even the Mets, who uh, did not get past the San Diego Padres. Although I must tell you, Lou, I was on the 7 train over the weekend why don't they take the rap off the 7 train? It says, New York Mets, on to the World Series. It has all the Mets there. I mean, if you're a Mets fan, look, I, I'm not a Mets fan. You know I hate the Mets. But I feel for the Mets fans. They're getting on the 7 train, whether they're going out to Jacob Javits Center or Times Square or out to Flushing or Willard's Point, and they see the rap still on. It's like insult to injury. It's like pouring salt in the wounds. But that's typical of the MTA. They take Stephen Cohen's money. And then instead of taking off the wrap once they were knocked out of the playoffs by the San Diego Padres, what do they do? They leave the wrap on. But there should be a wrap on every subway car. It's 4200 in the system to give appreciation to law enforcement officers all across the nation. We're sure doing that here at 77 a.m. WABC along with Ramsey Mazda. As we honor law enforcement officers across the nation on Friday, October 28th, with special guests and commentary, 77 WABC and Ramsey Monsters. Back to Blue, Friday, October 28th. You notice the kids ran out on the football field in Irvington High School in Westchester, right, with an American flag and a Back to Blue flag. And the superintendent of school said, you'll never do that again, or we will discontinue the football program. That is a double disgraziata. Cops got into a shootout up in Inwood with a parolee. Thank God the cops won. The parolee lost. He's dead, but the cops could have been shot. You saw what happened in Bristol. You saw what happened in Raleigh. Cop killed in Las Vegas. Cops are under assault. Cops are under attack. Join WABC.